Listen and follow the Left Wing Rugby podcast with me, Will Slattery and Luke Fitzgerald. As far as I can see, I always want to get in the Irish team. And that should be every young player's dream and ambition in this country. And if you're playing in a place where you're not going to get the opportunities in the big games, that they're the ones that get you picked. They are the ones, the Champions Cup games are the ones that get you picked. You need to be playing in a team and starting in a team for those games. It's as simple as that if you want to play in the Irish team. Every week on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, having my head shoved into the uh, steps of the Ulster Bank in Ranla, cold butt of a gun put into the back of your skull, that's a moment where you go, okay, yeah, I think this one's up. How does a high-flying academic become one of Ireland's most prolific bank robbers? What I would see is the most important part of this still lies open. I'm Not Here to Hurt You, a brand new series from the award-winning team behind the Indo Daily. That November day, that's where it all, all begins. Out now wherever you get your podcasts. Listen, we'll move on from last Sunday to our overall reflections on the, the Hurling Championship. Uh, first up, how good or bad was it? Uh, who I wants was, to go first here, Connor? I thought it was hugely disappointing and it followed, um, it followed a very unexpected cycle since like since 2013 I remember we were in Crow Park and there was another replay it was a Saturday evening uh, and the lights were on and it was just very very special and Clare had come again and we'd had two brilliant games and we'd had a season of shocks and upsets and close matches and exciting hurling now in hindsight maybe it wasn't to the standards that the great teams that have won all Ireland's before and after was, but we just thought that this was it. You know that 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 they were coming, they were coming in a big, big way. That Cork and Clare were back. Dublin were very unlucky not to win that mm-hmm. All Ireland semi final, and the idea of a Dublin team challenging it at the latter end of the championship was going to bring a new dynamic. We might see and Hill sixteen, and the whole thing was going to move on. Mm-hmm. Not that anybody, I don't think, felt that. Kikenny or Tipperary were going to go away but just that they would have more company at the top table and what we've had for the three seasons since are some brilliant games at the latter end of the championship brilliant some of the greatest games ever I f- feel but prior to that it's just been sorting out the wheat from the chaff and like the two provincial championships this year were brutal the the Munster final was terrible and what happened in Leinster bar Kikenny's second half squeezes against Dublin and Galway there's nothing really you, you, you can remember Michael, is is that because uh, the standard of several of the other counties has fallen away, or is it the intrusion of, God forbid, tactics and hurling, and that this led to an awful lot of boring matches early in the yeah, season? Yeah, well, I think that's a lot of it. And the last four games were magnificent, yeah, but you can't forget what we had to endure from May to July. Like some of it, like Tip and Cork in particular, just that was that was hard watch. Like, and I think hopefully, like. You know, we we say about teams and tactics and defensive systems and this kind of crack, but hopefully, like teams will realise at the end of the day, do you want to be competitive or do you want to have a serious chance of winning something? Because by all accounts, the only way you can win anything in hurling at the moment, bar two thousand thirteen, which just seems to be a, a one off, is to go man on man and this defensive system at the end of the day you just don't clock up the scores that you need to, to win so you'd be hoping that teams might look at it and like Cork were a mile away from winning All-Ireland and played a defensive system you'd imagine maybe they'd still be a mile away from it but maybe they'd play 15 on 15 and give themselves a chance and express themselves because yeah. they have enough good hurlers up front to do that and you'd be hoping like 
Derek McGrath probably realised the penny penny probably dropped a small bit. While they, I can't say they hurled conventional against Kilkenny the two days, they hurled a lot more offensively. So you'd imagine that they would think, okay, we were two points off Kilkenny. We were we were we were essentially one foot in an All Ireland final. So we just need to tweak it a small bit more. Like and they went away from their defensive system to get to to get that close. So you'd be hoping that other teams would follow suit as well. Connor, as a dub, you mentioned your your county there and and how close they were in two thousand and thirteen. Now. Again, you can't trust linear form graphs, but uh, Dublin lost Cork, who lost to Wexford, who were hammered by Waterford, who eventually lost to Kilkenny, who were then hammered by Tip. Are Dublin that far off it now? It's just nearly, nearly down with awfully, isn't it? This is, the cla- <laughs> this is the classic one, Frank. We were beaten by the county champions by a pint in the quarter-final. James boys, we were good enough. We, we yeah, had a county title yeah, in our yeah, grasp. Like. Yeah. No, I don't think they're that far off. I think what we've seen was probably... Despite maybe some of the, the friction that has gone on in Dublin the last couple of years, we've probably seen an inevitable process, you know. Like before Anthony Daly took over, nobody really had any sense of who the Dublin hurling team were. And they had a very discernible personality through his reign, uh, both, you know, through his personality and the fact that the team's characters, you know, stayed very much there. But by the time Jerry Cunningham took over, I think maybe the team's characters were on the way in a small bit. Now, he expediated a few exits, um, I think he caused a few exits that he mightn't have wanted um, by, by, I don't know, how would you say, by falling out with lads, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's trying to change the style of the team, um, which is fair enough. But at times this year, they played some decent hurling. They brought fellas, he's, he's done the only thing he can possibly do, which is bring through the next best fellas who are young. But like a, like a lot of those fellas didn't go and beat Galway in an under-21 semi-final an extra time recently. And, I'm sort of half expecting Galway to be savage this weekend by Waterford. So, you know, he's backing himself as a coach, I think, to bring fellas on um, in a big, big way. And maybe you're right. Maybe if you expose them at 19 and 20 rather than 22, 23, by the time they get to 22, 23, they will be up there with the best. But, it's you know, it's a big thing to take on. And, you know, you're looking at the leaders of the team, fellas like Paul Schulte and uh, Liam Rush to kind of, you know, show serious leadership over the next couple of years. I'd say there will be a few more retirements as well from the team as well. But you know, I suppose that the 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 Danny Sutcliffe in the room is Danny Sutcliffe. Like mm-hmm. you know, I mean, he if you look at Ozzie Gleeson, Gleeson is an extraordinary hurler. But I think what makes Gleeson so brilliant is that he has all the skills. Like you could play mm-hmm. him everywhere. And I'm I'm not comparing Danny to Ozzie Gleeson in terms of you know the standard that he's hurled at yet at an inter-county level but he has that like he has mm. that speed he has a bit of size he, he can score he can tackle he can win ball in the air and he's as bold as brass he's brash on the mm. pitch like he you know he didn't care like that he was running at Tommy Walsh in, in Nolan Park a few years ago so you know if a fella like that is available for your county I would imagine it's incumbent on all the parties to try and move heaven and hell to get him on the pitch the Joe Cunningham situation I think is an interesting one because usually you see club managers and even county managers as well they will milk what they can out of whatever they have. But funnily enough, and I don't think he'll get to finish out the process himself, but while Danny Sutcliffe should be involved, he's blooded all these guys. Someone is going to reap the benefits of that. I don't think Joe Cunningham will, but someone will. Because these guys, somebody's going to come in maybe next year or the year after. These guys are going to have three or four years into county hurling at 23 or 24. And they're all, they're good players, in fairness. And they're going to maybe have more exposure at that level than even some other counties mm-hmm. will. So I think... It's admirable in a way what he's doing, but he has lost a few lads along the way that he shouldn't have lost. Yeah, like that fellow Chris Bennett, like he, he never would have gotten a game in this year's yeah. championship had it not been Jerry Cunningham. Mm. If it had been a previous management, they would have persisted with some of the older lads. And to be honest with you, you know, I watch a lot of Dublin Hurling, and I wouldn't, 
picked Chris Bennett out of a lineup, and that night down in Parky Creeve, uh, Parky Rand, he was absolutely incredible. He looked like you know you'd hang a team around him, like a senior team around him. So maybe that's what it takes. Maybe there's fellas there mm. who you know when it comes to club hurling, and club hurling is quite pedestrian in Dublin. Um, when it comes to the under twenty one scene and these sort of things, don't quite spark it. But maybe if you give them experience at the top level maybe they just mm. drive some fellas take to it a little bit easier than others Briefly now before we move on to picking our top championship moments and top three players uh, if you have to pick out one county next year who isn't Kilkenny or Tip uh, that might sort of go the distance what county has the potential to maybe cause a surprise uh, it has to be Waterford I don't even know would we rank that as a surprise mm. just the age profile of the team um, the fact that their manager is just very sharp and very enlightened and so committed to the thing like they ha- like we were talking there about if you have Richie Hogan and TJ Reid you could build a team around them well like I mean they have a fella in Austin Gleeson that you could absolutely build a team around Still think he needs to be a little bit more aware of the fellas around him. That's probably the the mm. final piece of the jigsaw. But you know the summers that they got out of Brick Walsh and Kevin Moore, and you know those mm. fellas still aren't at the end yet. You know um, they have what it takes up front. They probably need to score a couple more goals. But like this weekend, they'll probably win an All Ireland Under Twenty One uh, title with a good few of those lads involved. And you know fellas like Jamie Barron and the title Borker as well. Like he's an outstanding hurler. So, so I'm getting Waterford because okay. he's the obvious one. Michael, if it isn't uh, Kilkenny, Tipperary, or Offaly next year, who's it going to be? <sighs> it's hard to disagree with Waterford. Um, like Limerick, they have the influx of the Under Twenty Ones, but there seems to be there's a new manager coming in there, so it's very hard to see something them getting something tangible in that mm-hmm. one year Wexford again way more questions and answers probably going to be a new manager again what about Clare yeah well, I would have looked at 2013 and I would have said in 14 I would have said Clare are going to be thereabouts I would have said in 15 they're going to be thereabouts then when Don Law came in this year was the big year and if you're talking about systems and things like that if ever to me there was a team that needs to go a bit more conventional but again with Davy at the helm I just don't think I don't think he trusts Keen Dillon and a couple of the defenders. Well, so, see, I don't think he trusts like besides besides John Conlon, I don't think he just trusts that they're going to win enough possession in the air if they go six up front. You know, I mean, you could pick six Clare forwards and on the provo- and say that they're all fit. That could be arguably the most talented attacking six in the country. But I just don't think that he trusts them to win enough aerial possession. Like John Conlon caused Kilkenny the biggest bother of the season mm-hmm. in that league semi final. Uh, oh, Murphy looked like a man under serious pressure that day. You know, fellow who'll probably get the All Star oh, yeah, goalkeeper yeah, yeah. jersey this year. Um, but other than that, like I mean, you know, Derek Conan is a big fella, but he's not the but fella that you want. But Shanahan maybe, ball. like he he surely has. Shanahan, the, possibly yeah, he's, only, he's only he's only nineteen. But, but I think well, he's edge of the square sort of a man too. Yeah. You know, so the problem is they have an awful lot of fellas who do an awful lot of similar things. But there, there, if ever there's a team that has been suffocated by the system, Clare look like oh, that team. Oh God, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, it seems to me like the longer it goes on, but less talk about Clare, that Davy probably will be over the team again next year. It's kind of gone quiet. I'd I, say there's no doubt about I, that. I'd imagine. I, 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 I just don't see that. I just, I, he's an All Ireland winner in 2013. I, and that's that was an unbelievable achievement. But that's three years since, and I just. Like they're further away from winning one now than and they've ever been. And you know what? There's a massive. If you look at the two now, maybe this is an inevitable, inevitable sort of part of having so much under twenty one success. But from the t- 2013 team, there's huge change that's that's been undergone, just in terms of playing personnel. And there's fellas who've come in and played mm. a few games and gone and weren't deemed good enough. And he, he's almost like a fella who has too many options, you know, and isn't quite sure. He's he's trying to f- build. 
the options around his system rather than build the, the system around his options. Like pick your best team and see what's the best way to go at it and let them let them kind of hurl because and like you know a fella like Shane O'Donnell like an extraordinary hurler brilliant ball winning ability and great goal scorer but like I, there was one of them, it might have been the drawn uh, drawn league final against Waterford he was playing in a one man full forward yeah. line surrounded by four players he's too know? good to be brought down to do that yeah. like there are other players less talented without being smart that play that role and I just don't think like he's he's a scorer yeah, they look like a, a team who, whose players have too many things in, in their, their heads head. yeah. when they're in possession of the ball. Yeah. And what I mean by that is not that they have too many options, but they're thinking, what was the thing I was supposed to do when I have this again? Now, maybe this is all hindsight because they lost. Um, but, you know, they haven't been good since they won no. the all They were well beaten in their two championship games as well. There's no other way of looking at it either, yeah. like, you know. Yeah. 